0: The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. When was the last time you went to church, heard the preaching and were astonished? Rarely, ever, I know, me too. Like, and I preach all the time. I'm the one giving this sermon. But that happened in my life. So back in the year 2000, before I was a seminarian, I was teaching high school and coaching basketball at Billing Central and it was the year 2000 it was the jubilee year just as we'll have one next year 2025 so the whole church throughout the world is celebrating this jubilee and the diocese of great falls billings was hosting their own jubilee celebrations and they invited the bishop of helena to come and give a preaching liturgy of the word not mass and it was on a saturday morning so i went with a couple buddies and I'd never really knew a bishop. I wasn't even thinking about being a priest. Honestly, I was teaching and coaching. I was happy, hoping to find a wife, start a family, right? And met this bishop, didn't know anything about him, had heard some good things. It was Bishop Robert Morlino of happy memory. He's since gone home to his eternal reward. Here's what happened. I'm sitting in the the third pew, just like you guys. The liturgy of the word finishes and it's time for Bishop to preach and he has his miter on and vestments and he has his crozier and he just stands and everybody is waiting for him to say something. He takes his crozier and he begins tapping it on the ground and then he had big fists and he, he balled his fist with his fisherman's ring, the shepherd and then he thunders Jesus Christ is real. He is risen from the dead. And he is real. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) And it wasn't just that he was shouting. It was an authoritative proclamation of the gospel. See, the bishop, he spoke with authority. The authority of a successor to the apostles. And I had never heard that. I had been Catholic my whole life, but I had never heard those words hit that way. What was the authority? It was this. It wasn't that the bishop was a good speaker, public speaker, even though he was. And it wasn't that what he was saying made sense, even though it did. It was that his preaching had authority. And that authority, The only word to describe the reaction in my heart was like, I was astonished. What is this? I want to hear more of this. Well, the bishop, he was speaking with his own apostolic authority. Now that word in Greek is exousia. It means from one substance, ex out of or from, and usia is substance. The bishop was speaking from his own substance. See, it wasn't that his teaching was just well put together. It wasn't an academic exercise. And he wasn't just talking about moral truths, like a moral code. He was speaking from someone who had met the living God in the person of Jesus Christ. He had a real relationship. And that relationship had real consequences and impact on his life. And that relationship was with a person. Jesus Christ is real. He is living from the dead and he is real. Our own bishop now, Bishop Vetter, he says that all the time. And he speaks from his substance as someone who has met the living God. And he reminds people over and over that Jesus is a real person. And I'm not sure that's how we all approach him that he's a nice idea maybe, or, or, or it's this code of beliefs that is Catholicism, but at the center, we might be missing the main point, and the main point is that Jesus is alive. He is risen from the dead, he is real, and we have a relationship with that person, someone. If we do, everything changes, because that someone had made a claim on Bishop Morlino And that claim was so obvious that it made me want to hear more. I want to hear more of what this man has to say. I want to know more, and I want that same fire. Well, what Bishop Morlino was preaching was not himself, and the authority he had was not his own. The authority I heard on that Saturday morning in the year 2000, was the authority of Jesus himself. It's the same authority that moved the people in today's gospel. Jesus is preaching. He goes into the synagogue and preaches. But the people noticed something very different about him. St. Mark writes, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. It's not just that Jesus was a better preacher than the scribes. It's that what he was doing was categorically different. Because the way preaching was done in Jesus' time was that the rabbi or whoever was preaching would always be appealing to authority. This person says this about this passage. This person says this about this passage. It'd be like if I constantly appealed to saints. This saint says this, and then this saint says this. And that's how the preaching was done. But that's not how Jesus preaches. He doesn't need to appeal to any higher authority because he is the authority of God. He's preaching himself. His words are communicating him, not just his teaching. No, he's communicating himself to the people who are listening to him. And that's why it was so different. See, Christ has ultimate authority because his teaching comes from his own substance, exousia, Authority out of one's substance. And that's what God does. His word, his word is living and effective, as Hebrews says, sharper than any two-edged sword. That word of God is so powerful. And brothers and sisters, that's why it's a shame that so many Catholics spend so little time in the scriptures because that word is living. It's alive and it's how Jesus communicates himself to us. The inspired word of God, all the words of scripture speak of the word, Jesus, the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. It's not locked in the past. It's not a book from a long time ago that has some wisdom in it. No, it's a real encounter. When we experience the word, when we listen to it, we're really experiencing Jesus. It's also the same way in which what is bread and wine will become the body, the blood, the soul, the divinity of Jesus on the altar. It's through the authoritative word of Jesus that that transformation happens. The substance, the usia of the bread, when the authoritative word of Jesus is pronounced over it, becomes a substance that is no longer bread but it is now divine, the body, the blood, the soul, the divinity, the substance, usia, has been changed, transubstantiation. So we have the living word in the scripture, and then we have the word made flesh given to us in the Eucharist. Brothers and sisters, that is why we're here. That's what the mass is. Everything about the mass is meant to facilitate an encounter with a real person. The living word of God proclaimed from the ambo. And then the word made flesh, who gives himself to us today from this altar. That authority of Jesus, his authoritative word, has such powerful impact. St. Paul, he speaks about two things in his second reading today. Two things that the authority of Christ saves us from. Anxiety and distraction. Two words that plague so many people in 2024. Take them in reverse order. Distraction. That word literally means to pull apart. How many people are so distracted in their lives, pulled apart? pulled in so many different directions. Sometimes because of the realities of life, our duties, our responsibilities, the things that need to get done. But then, and so often, because of things that we do to ourselves, we get our phones out the first thing in the morning, scroll through things, look at the computer screen and click through this and click through that, get on the TV and click, 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 all sorts of things that we allow and even encourage in our lives, that distract us, that pull us apart. Well, the living word of Jesus has just the opposite power to attract us, to draw us to himself, to bring us together so that all our duties, all our responsibilities, all we do in this life serves him and moves us in one direction, deeper into relationship with him. Then the other word, anxiety. Anxiety means to be greatly troubled by uncertainties. How many things are uncertain in life in 2024? But the etymological roots of anxiety mean this, to choke or to squeeze. How many people, not just in the world, but in this church right now are plagued by anxiety? That's a spirit that Jesus wants to cast out in the same way that he cast out the unclean spirit of the man who was in the synagogue. Jesus does not, want to be ang- does not want us to be anxious. And of course we live in a very anxious and distracted time, but Jesus is the remedy to those maladies. Why? Because Jesus Christ is real. Because he has risen from the dead And he is real. If we let his voice be the voice that we listen to, then his authoritative word has the power to draw us to himself and keep us from needless distraction. Then his authoritative word has the power to speak peace into our lives and save us from needless anxiety. And then we can be with him and be about the mission. But we have to make a choice. Psalm that we sung today. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Today the Lord speaks. The question is, are we listening? Friends, how many voices do we listen to? How many voices compete for our attention? And in the middle of all the chaos of the world and the chaos of our sinful hearts, there is one voice that matters. One voice who always speaks to us. Jesus. Who speaks a living word to each one of us who knows our hearts perfectly. But we have to listen. We have to listen. The Latin word for listen is obedire. It's where we get our word obey. How many wrong voices do we obey and bow down before? Well, today we've come to mass to listen to Jesus, to have a real encounter with him who is risen from the dead and real. May we obey his voice, a voice that heals us, a voice that strengthens us, a voice that calls to us today. Brothers and sisters, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Jesus is living. He's risen from the dead. He is real. May his voice have authority in your life.